This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes. And we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to The NFL Road Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Underscore EBY. Get ready to take flight. We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. What's up, Elite Seekers? We're back at it again. Episode four. And I'm excited for this one. We're going to talk about some 2023 draft eligible prospects that didn't make the impact you might have thought they would have this year coming in with the hype but are guys that are just poised to take off next year, whether that be to, you know, incumbents moving on to the NFL draft or them just getting more familiar with the offense and earning those snaps. These guys are players that you are going to want on your teams and guys that have the elite potential that we consistently look for. This is also the Christmas weekend in the episode that I've been, I've been pumped for. You got to hear my 12 days of Debbie Christmas last week. And I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody out there. I hope you guys are getting a chance to spend time with loved ones. You know, for those of you that can't with everything going on, I hope you're able to reach out to your loved ones and and just make it the best you can. So Merry Christmas to everybody out there. But let's get right into it. Quarterback Bryce Young of Alabama. He is only six foot, 194 pounds, but don't let that fool you. This guy is an absolute playmaker. He was a five-star prospect out of the legendary Matter Day High School and the number one ranked dual threat QB. He's been sitting and gaining experience this year behind Mac Jones. And I was a little skeptical about that when the year started. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't looking at Mac Jones as an NFL talent and and a guy that was going to go in and probably be a starter in the NFL. But he has done just that. Don't question Nick Saban. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. And this was a smart thing to sit Bryce Young for this year and let Mac Jones shine. This is big, though. This is really big. This year has allowed Bryce Young to pay attention to the offense, get acclimated with it, understand the ins and outs. And you know Alabama's going to have playmakers. 
Bryce was the 2019 U.S. Army All-American Bowl Offensive MVP. He was named the 2019 U.S. Army All-American Bowl Player of the Year. He was the 2019 High School Quarterback of the Year by the National Quarterback Club. He was the California Gatorade Player of the Year. This dude got every award you could possibly think of. And and this is going to show the talent level is there. He's just crazy creative. As a senior in high school, he completed 72% of his passes for 4,528 yards and 58 touchdowns with only six interceptions. That's crazy in one year. He also rushed another 73 times for 357 yards and 10 more scores, which accounted for over 68 total touchdowns in just 13 games. 13 games, that's it. That was an average of 5.2 per game, and he led his team to the state championship game. Crazy, crazy, crazy numbers. As a junior, he did it the year before as well. 3,846 yards and 39 scores going to the state championship. Sophomore year, what did he do there? 41 touchdowns as a sophomore with just three interceptions, throwing for over 3,400 yards. Oh, why not? Let's check out his freshman year. 1,400 yards as a freshman in high school with 14 touchdowns. This guy's just a gamer. He's a gamer. He's a playmaker. He's special. He finished his high school career with 13,000 passing yards, 152 passing touchdowns, along with 1,084 rushing yards and another 26 rushing touchdowns. So it's just insane. 178 total touchdowns over high school career. You know, you don't get too many guys that can put up those type of production numbers at any level. So if he's so talented, why did he sit? Well, I think it comes down to uh, a lack of offseason being a big piece of that. I think it comes down to what Nick Saban and the coaching staff already saw in Mac Jones. I think it also came down to a little bit of Bryce Young, the playmaker. He is a guy that takes a lot of risks when he's playing. And and if you're an Alabama team, you don't need to take a lot of risks. There's so much talent there. The defense is tough. So that's something that I assume they're working on developing with him of when to take the risk. Similar to the path of Tua. These guys are are just absolute competitors. So they're going to extend the play. They're going to do whatever they can to Make sure their team has a chance to win. So I think this extra year is going to be big for his long-term future. And I just expect this to uh, be a really exciting offense in 2021. Our second elite target is quarterback CJ Stroud of the Ohio State University. He's already six foot three, 205 pounds, another five-star quarterback out of the state of California, similar to Bryce Young. He was rated as the number two pro-style quarterback in his class. He won the MVP honors at the Elite 11 Finals, which showcased the top quarterback prospects in the nation and really allowed CJ to shine in an ultra-competitive environment, which gives me hope for 2021. As a senior at Rancho Cucamonga High School, He threw for 3,800 yards and 47 touchdowns in only 13 games. He completed passes at a 66% clip. He really showed great decision-making ability, which led to him throwing only 15 interceptions over his high school career on 754 career passing attempts. That's crazy. He was also invited to and played in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl game. CJ will have stiff competition. He will. This is not like, here's the keys to the truck. Go, go have fun. No, he has stiff competition to become the next quarterback of the Ohio State University. Justin Fields, we know he's moving on. He's going to the NFL. It's happening. 
Okay. Now it's going to be between CJ Stroud. It's going to be between Jack Miller, who came in at the same time, who was a four-star recruit out of Arizona. And now you also have incoming freshman and five-star quarterback prospect Kyle McCord out of the Philadelphia area. So I have all the confidence in the world that CJ will shine in this competition just based on what we've seen up to this point. And he will win the job barring some sort of injury. He's already shown just big time dedication in the weight room. He's already added on an extra 10 pounds since his high school senior year. So that Ohio State program as far as strength and conditioning is really working out for him. And he needs that muscle and he'll continue to pack it on. I expect him probably to level out somewhere around that 220 range at his height and kind of what his build looks like. CJ has special arm talent. And this is why this is why I think he ends up winning it. He has a high, high ceiling. His arm talent is going to allow him to make all of the short, intermediate, and deep throws without any issues. None at all. So with all those playmakers he has, it's, it's going to be special. He does a great job of leading his receivers open, which is something you don't always see with a lot of these talented arms. He just he has a great ability to anticipate, which you're going to have to at this level, especially with the speed of defenses that he will see. He does not have amazing running ability. But he definitely is decent enough where the defense is going to have to respect it, as shown in his recent 48-yard touchdown run against Michigan State this month. That was quite the run, and he just used his legs. His awareness in the pocket to avoid the rush while keeping his eyes downfield is really, really special. It's elite. It's what helps him lead to his very high ceiling, and it's going to come in handy with all the wide receiver talent that he will be playing with, both now and hopefully at the next level. Ohio State has quickly become a destination of top wide receivers in the country. They just recently brought in guys like Julian Fleming, G. Scott Jr., Jackson Smith, and Jigba, as well as incoming number one wide receiver Emeka Egbuka. C.J. Stroud is ready to take the reins as a multi-year starter for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Stay tuned to this one. Our third elite target is none other than wide receiver Demond Demas of Texas A&M, six foot three, one hundred and eighty pounds. This is a five-star recruit from last year who is one of the most athletic prospects I have ever seen. He is insane. He's not from this world. He's in the mold of that DK when you're talking of you know just athleticism at at that bigger size. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Now, he's going to have to pack on a lot of muscle to get to that point, but let's, let's just slow down. He's only a freshman. We'll get there. Unfortunately, he turned down offers from Alabama and Oklahoma before choosing to attend Texas A&M, where he has zero catches on the year, but I'm not worried. He will rise to the top. That's just what talent does. They always do. Don't let this fool you, though. Zero catches, let everybody else panic. This is why... He could be a guy that people are forgetting about or panicking on. While attending the opening regional in high school, he recorded a 4.4340 yard dash, a 4.09 shuttle, and a 41 inch vertical. And I already told you, he's six foot three. It's crazy. This guy is a freak of nature. Demond did not play football his senior year after being ruled ineligible after a transfer. So he tried to switch high schools. Didn't work out, so he ended up sitting the year out. So that, plus a lack of the offseason with COVID, could have easily led to his slow start so far at the college level. Again, I'm not concerned. 
it just creates an opportunity for you to get him on your rosters. His athleticism, his length, and explosiveness allow him to be an absolute matchup nightmare in the red zone as he is nearly unstoppable in contested catch situations. As a junior in high school, which is the last year we, you know, we've seen him play aside for a few snaps here and there this year, he posted 23 receiving touchdowns. 23. He just couldn't be stopped. He was just so much more athletic and explosive than those defending him. He didn't really have to work on route running. So that's an area I'd love to see him continue to develop. And I have no doubt he will because it will be challenged more at the Division I level in a conference like this. It's just what happens. Demas will pack on some pounds as well with the Division I weightlifting programs. And if you put anything on that 180-pound frame right now, it's going to get scary. If he gets upwards, you know, 200 or 210, which we'll see. He's a skinny guy right now. But that will be it would just be even more unfair than it already is. It's crazy. His hands are special, as you will see. He routinely makes spectacular one-handed grabs. He wants to be an Odell-like player. It's, it's crazy out there. He just plucks the ball out of the air. Just strong, big hands. He'll no doubt have one of the biggest catch radiuses in college football when we see him a little more consistently. You have to pay attention to what your league are saying about him, what the managers who have him check in. Are you worried about Demond not having blown up in his first year? Wow, he doesn't look that good. No, this dude's a beast. Go get this guy. He's special. If you watch his YouTube tapes without even the football piece, just go out there and watch him go dunk the basketball at the park, dunk the basketball, at, you know, at practice on the basketball court in the gym, whatever it is, go doing flips in his front yard. This guy is crazy. It just looks like he floats in the air. And he has the ability to translate that skill set to the football field. There's some of these catches that he's made are just spectacular. He seems to rise up over the defenders and hang there while they fall back down. He's still up there and makes these grabs. This guy has all of the tools to be as special as they come. You got to stay tuned. You got to get them on your rosters. Demon Demas is a beast in the making. He's going to be hungry because he hasn't played a whole lot of football the last couple of years for all the different things that happen. This guy's ready. Go get him. Promise you. Our next elite target is wide receiver G. Scott Jr. of the Ohio State. Six foot three, 210 pounds. Yeah, as a freshman. That's just crazy. When you look at him, it looks like he's already a wide receiver in the NFL. He just has that physical build. He is built to take hits. He's built to play a full season. He has been working on his craft, grinding to get bigger in the gym, and it all shows. He is a four-star wide receiver who helped lead Eastside Catholic to back-to-back Washington State championships. As a senior, he has 76 receptions. For 1,453 yards and 15 touchdowns, he played in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. G joined a loaded wide receiver room at The Ohio State. So it's no surprise they did not see the field early on, but I do expect that to change in 2021 with guys like Chris Olave moving on. Uh, Garrett Wilson will obviously step up into a, a bigger role there than he already did this year. G. Scott Jr., was the most refined and polished route runner that Ohio State brought in this year. He already is physically looking the part, like I told you guys. 
doesn't matter what whatever it is. He's just huge. His body control while attacking the ball in the air is special. It's elite. It allows him to be physical before, during, and after the catch. He uses that body control in so many different ways. And he's just a dog when he's playing on the field. He was clocked at a 4.640 yard dash, which, yeah, we want to see a little bit more speed. But at that 210 pound mark, six foot three, I'm not too worried about that one at all. He did also post a 39 inch vertical. I expect both of those to continue to grow just being in the in the weight room and on the program at Ohio State. They know what they're doing to develop these guys. Since a young age, his story is a little different than everybody else. His dad has been involved and worked with the Seahawks organization and allowed for some pretty cool relationships to blossom. And this is part of why I'm really excited to see him to continue to develop. Why I don't think you'll see him transfer. I've heard a lot of people say, I'm worried about him transferring because he didn't see the field much this year. And they're so loaded and they brought more people in. I just don't think he's built that way. Sure, anything's possible. But G. Scott Jr. is built for competition and he loves it. I don't think he would have chose Ohio State if he didn't love it. He's just a guy that is going to stick the part and work his butt off and find a way to get on the field. And once he does, he's going to help that team. You already saw one of the one of the freshmen move on there and, and Mookie Cooper is transferring, just entered the transfer portal. Don't know where he's going yet. But that's just not G. I, I see him outlasting guys. Again, since a young age, I mentioned his dad worked with the Seahawks organization. So those relationships were with guys like Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, Richard Sherman, DK Metcalf, etc. So before he even you know, made it big in high school, G was working out with pros and he was learning and he was asking questions. And that is what you see. You see the most polished freshman at Ohio State when it comes to route running, when it comes to the nuances of being a really successful wide receiver to go along with the physical skills that he has, the physical size that he has. These conversations and workouts are invaluable. It's not something you can buy. This is just something that is going to be ingrained in him and lessons that he's going to be able to use on the field once he gets his chance. And this is why I'm so excited about him working out with these guys in the offseason, and he'll continue to do so in the Seattle area, I'm sure. It's special. That Ford Sports program pumping out a lot of pros, and they get it. They got something different. It's cool. He is a hard worker. He's, he's got an extreme work ethic, and G. Scott Jr. will be on a field near you in no time. Pay attention. I look forward to him rising to the challenges he's facing for playing time at Ohio State. He will surely be better off with his NFL goals for it. G. Scott Jr., stay tuned. Now that we've had a chance to go over a couple of my favorite quarterbacks as well as wide receivers in this 2023 draft eligible class, stay tuned for some running backs and some tight ends that I also think will be able to break out in their second year in college football. You know, guys are not done just because they don't perform in their freshman year. This is a highly competitive environment. These teams that we're talking about, your Alabamas, your Ohio States, so many other programs are so competitive that a lot of studs go there and don't even make it out. So you got to remember, be patient, look for those elite traits, look for the mindsets, look for these guys that are ready to explode because of a changing situation. I always end with a quote of the show, and today's not going to be any different. And since we've talked a lot about competition, 
a lot about the Alabama program over the last couple episodes. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Nick Saban. There are two pains in life. There's the pain of discipline and the pain of disappointment. If you can handle the pain of discipline, then you'll never have to deal with the pain of disappointment. This one hits home. You got to be consistent in whatever your craft is. Got to be consistent in putting the grind, the time, the work in for whatever goals you have. So stay with it. I know it's been a long year, but 2021 is right around the corner. No better way to finish a year than going after your goals in a big way. Stay disciplined. Elite Seekers out. might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering off on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.